Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. AD. Yo. Man, I spent the better part of the offseason talking about how Niners shouldn't draft Mac Jones. Now he's about to win the Super Bowl with Belichick. Oh, be damn. <laughs> Stop it. That ain't got nothing to do with us. It don't. But I don't know if no. it make me feel oh. better. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Uh, rosters have been cut. They've been finalized. Uh, cut day was yesterday at the time of this recording. And so rosters, uh, Niners roster down to 53. So we know who's going to be on the squad, who made the squad. They also uh, signed 16 to the practice squad as well. So we know who those guys are going to be. River, River Craycraft back in the fold. He's back on the uh, the practice roster or the practice squad as well. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll talk about this last preseason game and what uh, Kyle Shanahan showed everybody that's got uh, everyone all in all amazed about the possi- oh the possibilities of this <laughs> Trey Lance Jimmy Garoppolo uh, union, uh, if you will. So we'll get into that and plenty more here on this uh, episode of the pod. As always, we want to remind you you continue continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like button on your particular. A podcast subscription service go ahead and hit that like button uh give us a follow on social media you can always get involved with the show there i'm at our haylock on twitter he is at underscore eric davis underscore and on instagram i'm at watch ray ray he is new handle check it out in case you missed it at eric, at eric davis underscore 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 repeat 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 um, <laughs> it's just four there are only four underscores man you well, you know that to be fact because I don't. <laughs> it does look long, doesn't it? That's a long line after my name. <laughs> hey, that, that is it's lineage. That's all. I, that's that's all I can say. You you put it put a lot of time in for those underscores. Um, this uh, as always we're presented by the fine folks over at Bet Online. It's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for the. All pro, for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest, the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, is now open at Bet Online. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September the 9th, the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sports book experts. And let me tell you guys about Balance 7. It's it's a supplement that uh, your boy, Lamar Odoms. That's right. You know about him. You know, hey, he's thinking about getting back into basketball. And he said that, that this supplement itself has been a major 
part. It's a pH balancing alkaline supplement drink that he said that even helped him ba- bounce back when he was going through all of his problems back in the day. We all remember that, right? Yeah, we do. And as getting and, and you know, and just I just know it as, as an athlete. Um, I am right. For, and for these purposes, I'm gonna let you be an athlete too. Okay. Uh, you, you're getting older. You know, I hear Summer in there from, from time to time saying, "Daddy, why are you moving like that?" <laughs> it, we need things. We need things that help you feel better and to get your joints and get your body and your muscle and 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 everything. Your muscles and everything just feeling and flowing and functioning the way your brain is accustomed uh, to them functioning. So. What I need you guys to do is to head to balance7.com and use the code BELIEVE for free shipping. Uh, you you know exactly what to do right there. You can go to what, – what am I missing right here? So go to balance7. <laughs> I, I was looking at something, and I was like, wait a minute. There's more to this ad, but they changed it up on me. So head to balance7.com. Use the code BELIEVE. You'll get free shipping. That's balance7.com. Use the code BELIEVE for free shipping. Odoms did it. I think you've done it, right? We're getting there. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well, it worked for Lamar, which means people, you listening to me, it'll work for you too. Check it out. Balance7.com. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, you put out a tweet earlier about the whole Cam Newton get released thing and I, I think I'm a part of that crowd that you were addressing that tweet to. We'll get into that in just a little bit, E D. But first um, this last preseason game at home against the Raiders, uh, Trey Lance. I mean, we've now seen him in three preseason games, right? We've now mm-hmm. gotten a, mm-hmm. a, a, I guess a good. I mean, we got as big of a sample size as we can get, you know, for the preseason, uh, if you will. Um, but there was also How do you feel about the three games. How do you like that? The three games and then all the the, the time off before the regular season. Um, that's interesting because I was going to ask you the same thing. I. <laughs> I I think it's – I'm not really a big fan of preseason football, just to be perfectly honest with you. Okay. Um, I know it serves its purpose, and I know when you talk about guys and their livelihood and, and their careers and, you know, trying to get their career off track, those, those fringe players I'm talking about. So every now and then there's a guy that can crack into a roster, you know, and so – that they had the ability to be able to do that, to be able to put some stuff on film this year that they did not have the ability to do uh, last year. Um, as much as I don't like preseason, I got to admit I was a little excited about preseason this year just because we didn't have it at all last year. So it was like, wow, you get to see some football. Um, but in actuality, um, there there's so many things like away from the field that I disagree with as it relates to as it relates to the preseason in terms of this gap in between games. Um, I'm not, uh-huh. feeling, I'm not feeling that at all. Cause now you, you going into January, you know, in the regular season is, is still going on. Right. And so, um, I think, you know, you- Jan- I, I think that I just feel like that should be reserved for, for the playoffs. Right. And so, um, you know, once the calendar, well, that's turns, about the, that's okay. You, you do realize eventually all of that's going to be taken over. The NFL season is going to completely dominate the fall. It's going to go all the way up until eventually it's going to take over. The NFL is trying to take over Valentine's Day and everything else. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. I'm no, not lying. Well, it, it, it freaked it, me out it, when it, they started the the when they remember when they start because remember the Super Bowl used to be played the, that last weekend in January, right? And then they moved January, it to yeah. now, now it's a constant that it's in February, right? And so that yes. kind of that kind of threw me for a loop when they first started doing that, but now it's just become like 
you know, it's going to move back further. Yeah, it's going to move. It's, it's going to take over. They're taking over, um, which a lot of guys will be happy for, but it's going to take over Valentine's Day eventually. Yeah. So, so, but so as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm with you. If, if I never saw another preseason game in my life, I'd be happy because I don't have to answer any questions about it. I could, I could, you know how I am. I could care less. I don't even try to learn the guy's um, numbers because most of the guys, and this comes from my, my time actually having to learn the rosters and call the games for oh, a bunch of guys dude, who won't even, that, that will never play in the NFL. Marish. Dude, oh it is like absolute. Not only do you have all these guys in the same number, but you are learning. You have to learn these things because you're doing a broadcast. You have to be professional about it. So you have to have information and learn things about these guys and and pay attention to them and 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 know their bios and all these type things for for guys that I know that I'm standing there on the practice field. I used to be on the practice field looking at these dudes. Like I know good and well, you are never going to make an NFL roster. I can look at you and tell the position you're playing. And what's going on, the guys that are in the league at your position, you're not going to make the roster, but I have to be able to tell your story. So yeah, just that's the thing about it. And, and that's not being cynical. It's just the reality of it. There are a lot of people who won't be there. You already know pretty much who's going to make the team. You said it. There are a few um, bright spots and guys have an opportunity to shine, even with players that you think can make it. Case in point, like Kufunga. This is a kid that not only solidified his spot on the team, but you start the but preseason play, which you don't get at practice. There are some things that you don't get to do at practice from a contact standpoint, from just from a strategic standpoint that you don't do at practice, even though you can script certain things, you get to see a guy actually pull his trigger. Yeah. Drop his stinger. Uh, speaking of which, and remind me just in case I forget in this podcast, Thomas. Ambry? Thomas. The corner? Ambry. Ambry. There were a couple of times in this game that, as my old DB coach Ray Rhodes used to say, he looked like he was just trying to shoot the chickens into the barn where he didn't really want that contact. Uh. <laughs> he just had his <laughs> arms out. And I saw him eat dirt a couple of times where I'm like, oh, no, 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 son. This is the NFL. You can't do that. But back to the game. So, guys, so a couple of games. So, yeah, this is where I'm at. I think I, – I don't even care if there's more time in between. I know the off-the-field stuff. I'd rather wait. Two games is enough. So, yeah, no, you I'm, have those I'm with you on that. And the other thing – and I think we talked about this during the offseason. Like, Niners played two home games this preseason, right? Mm-hmm. So, with it now being 17 games, that's their – they're going to have more road games and home games during the regular season. The games that actually do count. That doesn't really sit well. That that doesn't sit right with me. And it's not just because it's the Niners. It's like I for every team. Like I feel like home field advantage is is so important uh, yeah. in 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 every sport really. But uh, especially in a sport like football, I mean, you really can feed off that crowd. You really can feed off that energy. And, and I, I think it. I think I think some of those teams that got shorted in that. Uh, as far as that goes, I think um, I think you know they're they're gonna have to come up. They're gonna have to find a big road win at some point along the line. Now the good well, teams they're gonna win on the road, right? But those teams yeah. that are that are you know you know you may be what if you're a borderline playoff team, right? And then you should have won one more game. <laughs> it's that simple. It, it, it really you're playing you're playing the same schedule and you have the same issues that everyone else has, and eventually. You you know I I I 
know what the NFL is going to do. Everyone is – London is going to get a full season. Everyone is going to have to play over there every year. And that's what's going to happen. You're going to have your eight home games, your eight um, stateside yeah. road games, and then you're going to have a tr- international game. Everyone's going to have one game over there, and that's how they're going to do the schedule. I don't think they're going to go to 18 games. Because if you go to 18 games, you're going to get back to the same issue. So at 17, so at 17 games, you have an opportunity to to keep it that way where it's fair to everyone. Because you're right, some teams are going to start complaining about the fact that I have I have an extra road game over you know my opponents, or it's going to get to or or this team right here, they have that extra home game help them get into the playoffs. It's going to turn into an issue, and it does become a competitive advantage, which the league doesn't want. Yeah, and I'm surprised that the owners went for that from the simple fact that – Well, they're looking at the big picture. Well, yeah, I I guess you got the big picture in sight, but if, like, you you can't compare a preseason gate to – a regular season gate. You know what I mean? Oh yes, you can. Yes, you can. They get the same money. Yeah, but I don't. But, but I don't. They get the. the they get the same money. But I, but like, are, like, are these preseason games sellouts? Like, absolutely not. Like, they don't have to be. I got your money already. They, they're not waiting for you to. They're not waiting for you to show up. They got your money already. That's a part of the package. So those. So those. Well, yeah, so they got, they buy, got the season ticket money already. But I'm talking about the yes. non-season ticket holders, though. Yeah. Yeah, the people yes, that but, just but, show up, like, like I'm, like I wouldn't be inclined to buy a ticket for a preseason game. You, you no, know what you I'm wouldn't. But you're, but you're gonna buy, but you're gonna buy a ticket. And where do you get that ticket? You get that ticket on the secondary market, correct? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Okay, so no, you have to because the other tickets are already sold. The Niner seats are sold. So if you get a ticket, you, I mean, you can go to Ticketmaster, but that that ticket was already purchased. The owners already have your money, so that's a part of the package. So when you so for you to get so for somebody well, yeah, that's to buy season tickets are sold out. But what if you don't sell out your season tickets? Um, everybody sells out their season tickets. That's the case. Bad teams sell out. Bad teams are going to sell out their season tickets. The Raiders. I mean, that you have to be a really really bad franchise to not sell out your season tickets. Everybody sells out their season tickets. Mm, they're, they're, I would argue there's a team in LA that probably has not sold out their season tickets yet. Um, and it ain't the Rams. Um, well, you what the 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 Chargers, the the Chargers. Um, well, okay. Well, this and this is another part of it. Even if you don't sell out your season tickets, you you still the TV money and all that stuff is going to come in. And whoever comes to the gate, that's still free money. That's still free money. So the preseason games, they're going to charge the same thing for who whomever shows up. They're going to charge it for so for whoever. And I get what you're saying. You're saying well, they would get more money if it was a regular season game. Uh, agreed and granted because they get they could get more for the TV rights and everything else. That's why they want more games. They they want to go 18 games if they get rid of preseason games. That's why they were talking about it. The owners, that is. By they, I mean the owners. Uh, so you're going to get more money uh, because you because the value of the product is considered more. So you're going to charge more at that time. But right as of right now, it's already a part of the package. They pay for it. And any money that they get from the people that show up, the concession, the parking, um, everything, the, you know, the merchandise that you buy, it's all, it's all, that that's all, you know, going into the owner's pocket. That's not shared revenue. So they want the regular season games because they can get more out of TV 
but the people and the bodies coming in, you're going to have more bodies. Um, I, I, I get where you're going, but as, but really the numbers, man, it's, it's, it's really pennies on the dollar that they're, that they're looking at. Um, don't, you know, so the, it really is. They don't make major money where, where owners make, where owners make big time money is when their team makes it to the playoffs. Yeah. That's where, that's where, that's where your money starts to go into the pot. Cause that money goes, that's not shared revenue. That playoff, those playoff dollars, that playoff TV money and all that stuff that that's goes to, that goes to the owner of that team for that home. You get that home. That's why I play. That's why they get so happy when they have home playoff games. When you win, when you win the division, it's a, that's a big time, Paycheck. big time payday for the owners. Uh, because re- yeah. So, cause, cause guys remember guys don't get their regular salaries yeah. <laughs> for playoffs. Um, all right. So back to, back to the Niners, there was, okay. there was, we saw some things, right. And, and, and Kyle, you know, threw some wrinkles out there and we're talking about, you know, uh, you know, Trey and, and, and Jimmy playing, um, mm-hmm. On, in the same series, right? And we and we sort of talked about this too uh, a week before you and I did, and and we made we talked about how, um, the how it impacted negatively, in my opinion, uh, Drew Brees and Taysom Hill, um, when when Sean Payton was doing that with with uh with New Orleans with mm-hmm. the Saints, um, but there's you know all this excitement you know surrounding Trey and and Jimmy and them being sort of. Not necessarily interchangeable, but but having different quarterbacks during the course of one drive. What did you think about those drives early on, and and what you saw there? And I mean, obviously Kyle's throwing something out there just so you 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 got to think about it now. If you're the opposition, right? uh, uh, well, yeah, I, I mean that's that's what you do. You have him and you utilize him, and it adds a dimension to the offense. Um, but I put a tweet out when that was happening in the middle of it, and my question to the to the fans to the faithful i said um does that mean because what did i think about those drives i think that he kept switching quarterbacks and throughout those drives he was switching quarterbacks one quarterback was throwing the ball and the other quarterback was handing it off and faking run action um garoppolo threw the ball every time every time trey got on the field not that he can't throw but during that, every time he got on the field, it was a run. It was a run. And even Garoppolo actually handed the ball off more than he threw it in those drives. And my and the question that and I asked, he rushed I in like, the touchdown, the first, the first well, touchdown. Well, yeah. Well, and then, and like I said, and I just said asking for a friend. I said so if <laughs> if the I said if the dump if the offense is run dominant, um, if, if the offense is effective but run dominant. Does it still mean that the quarterback can't play like it did in previous years? Mm. No, that's all I was asking because I was like, if this looks like the same offense. I mean, you're putting him out there, you're bringing him in and out, and yes, we know that he can run the ball, but they kept so they so bring in bring in ten, hand the ball off to Mostert, bring in five, hand the ball off to Mostert. Let's switch back up. And hand the ball off to Mostert. Does that mean the quarterback, both quarterbacks, can't play now? Because that was the that was the overall theme before. 
And my thing is that this is a run-dominant offense. You want your quarterback to do certain things. Kyle does not want to chuck the ball around the field 40 times. He will if he has to, if that's what the game dictates. But he wants to run the ball. It's a running offense that he has. And that's what he wants to do. So switching the guys in and out, um, I don't think he's going to do it with with that type of frequency. Um, I, I don't. And the and and guys would and and I heard you say it like it gives guys something to think about, and I was and I was looking at some things and listening to some people and I was like like do people really think defenses are that dumb? And they were like they're not going to know what to do. Well, I do know what to do is every time he comes <laughs> on the field, he they run the ball. I know exactly what to do. And I don't I don't and, and they were like they're not going to know how to handle this. Like no, yes I am. What I'm going to do, I I will after a few weeks. I will have a book on what Kyle does with Jimmy. I will have a book on what Kyle does with, with Trey. Trey. Yeah. Now it's going to come down to execution because I, I, I'm eventually going to know what you're doing. Can you execute it? You're not going to fool me all week. I mean, all season. So, so the first, first couple of games, I'm not going to know what it is you're doing. By week five, everybody in the league is going to know what you're doing. There's only so many, at least only so many options you have, right? I mean, yeah. Well, well, this is. Let me say this: they're going to know what you do well, and the things that you do well, they're going to start to take. That's what happens in the NFL. We eventually people figure out what you do offensively and defensively, what you do well, and then they're going to attack those things and say, okay, now you got to do something else. Yeah. So this, if this is what you like to do, okay, defensively, you guys like to free up. Nick Bosa and let him come. Then guess what? We know that that's that's what we got to stop. If we got to put three people on him, we're gonna stop that. So now what else can you do? Offensively, you like to run. If if your biggest play is a jet sweep to Debo, well, week six, seven, and eight, that's not gonna work. So now what? You got what's your counter to that? And it's the same with the quarterback position. So that's what I think. I saw him come in. I saw, I saw it be effective. Yes, it's something else to think about. It's another wrinkle, the, the quarterback running the ball. Um, but teams have seen that. Teams know how to defend it. Once upon a time, like when Cap first started doing it, the league didn't know how to defend it because you didn't practice it. Yeah. Um, it, it just wasn't, it wasn't a part of NFL football. It was now, a part of college yeah, football. Now it is. Now it is. Now it is. I mean, Lamar Jackson has been doing that at, at a tremendous rate for a long time. Allen does it up in in um, Buffalo. Russell Wilson um, took his team to a Super Bowl doing it. That that's why Marshawn was having the the threat of Russell changes things. So you know it's there, but you you have to defend it and stop it. And then it goes back to all the other things. Like what what do, what do you do when we take that away? Because to sit and say it can't be stopped is a lie. Yeah. Anyone who thinks that like like you there's no way. With this either or, you know, yes, no, I'm going to hit your or and I'm going to smash your either. That's that's football. That's the way it is. So now what else are you going to do? And that's where the execution of the other plays come in. So um, the the frequency of it is going to it's, it's like um, we saw in New Orleans, which and I'll compare it because the, they, they utilize both guys. And I said that it was to their detriment when they put him in, because I don't think Taysom, um, his high end and he's at his high end. I mean, he's 31 years old. He's as good as he's going to get. His high end is not where I think Trey's high end is going to be. So, 
so I, 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 I think you can look at it and, and say that the frequency of it is going to be based on how effective it is. How much does it really affect the offense? How much does it negate the rhythm? Because it is going to affect the rhythm of, of the player. I know that from being a star. It's, it's different when you're coming off the sideline. And quarterbacks aren't accustomed to that. None of them. Trey's not accustomed to that. Jimmy's not accustomed to that. They've always been the guy under center. So it's, it's, it's different when you're coming off the bench like that as a player. It's, it's a very it's – a, it's a hard thing to, to get accustomed to. Um, but we'll see how it works out. We'll see how it works out. I, it's it's going to be harder. It'll be much harder for Jimmy than it will for um, Trey right now. If we ne- if we never see it, I, I, I would be okay with that. I, you brought up an interesting point just in terms of like this being a run dominant offense, and I think people, I think people, I think that's a common misconception, right? And I think that's why people have such a hard time with Jimmy as it relates to giving him his flowers per se, because they feel like he should be doing more, right? Like, look at his numbers. He should be doing more. But if it's a run-dominant yeah. offense, then, you know, what more do you want him to do? And I, I think, I mean, between 20, 25 attempts for me is, like, I, I think I'm good with that in terms of pass attempts for Jimmy um, or whoever the quarterback um, is. Well, you know, right? the way the league is, I think it's going to go more. I think that's going to be more um, 25 to 30 um, because the, the – it's a pass dominant league. Even teams that want to run the ball, it, and by when I say pass dominant, I mean by the rules. The rules are set up for you to be successful in, in the, the passing, passing game, game on yeah. offense. The, the The rules for running backs um, have only negatively been affected since Jim Brown was running the football to today. The, the only thing that's the only thing different about the way he ran the ball and the way the ball is run now is that he can't stick it that a running back today can't stick their helmet in a guy's chest. Yeah. The way he used to be able to do it. Other than that, playing running back is playing running back. The rules haven't changed. Now, for a quarterback and for a receiver, there was there was no such thing as a defenseless receiver when I first came into the league. When I, the rules I first came into the league, there was no such thing as defenseless receiver. And to this day, I still say I don't understand what a defenseless football player looks like. If you're on the field, you know you got to defend yourself. And you going for a ball and me going for a ball doesn't make you defenseless. It makes you airborne. <laughs> but it doesn't make you defenseless. It, it's just it's just like I say, just like that crackback block. It took them forever, but, and that's only because guys cried. Like, what's the difference? So if this receiver has his head turned looking for the ball and I hit him, we contact one another. You're saying he's defenseless. But if I'm playing defense and a guy comes and hits me from the blind side, it's just a good – my head turned on the way, it's a good block. So so all of, so all of these things are, are, are geared for the offense to be successful. Tell them, Summer. So – um, she getting active, she ain't she? I mean, she, well, she, 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 she agrees. Uh, yeah, she agrees. So she, yeah, so but so I mean, that's so, so I think he's gonna throw the ball more than than twenty twenty five times. Uh, she also just reminded me we got a new sponsor, Ed. Oh yes, we do. Yes, we do. We have a new sponsor, and it is our new partner that we're dealing with. Playactionpools.com, as you said, uh, they are 
combining with us this season to bring you guys some interactive fun for the sport of football that we all love. You guys will be able to get in on the action with our playactionpool.com football pick'em challenge. And it is open to everyone. So here's how it's going to work, guys. Uh, you, you sign up for the contest, believe football pick'em. Go to playactionpools.com and do that. And then every week you can get your picks in. Uh, we're going to be selecting the 10 highest profile games of the week. And we'll go in between college football and NFL football. And whoever gets the most picks correct each week will win a pair of electric sunglasses and a pair of DC shoes. That's every week. Okay, so again, go to playactionpools.com and sign up for the contest. Believe, B-L-E-A-V, football pick'em. And if you plan on hosting any of your own football contests, you can go to playactionpools.com today. They, they have survival pools. They have pick'ems as well. And concepts called build up your bankroll. Playactionpools.com, your new home for all of your office sports pools. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, so the Niners only kept two quarterbacks, surprising only mm-hmm. in number, not necessarily in production. Um, Nate Sudfeld didn't look good at all in any of his time in the preseason, which uh-huh. makes me wonder, like, how bad was Josh Rosen? Jeez. Um, um, well, the, your, wait, haven't I told you we've had this contest? Well, I mean, we've had this conversation. I, I mean, we've he, had it all. he did well. He did well in his his start with Atlanta. Um, Josh Rosen is not an NFL quarterback. I told you that <laughs> when he was coming out of college. I told you that we, you and I, you did we not? Now you know it's rare that I will get on air and say these things about guys, but you and I, we had a conversation on one of the pods before or after the pod and didn't I tell you back then? No, yeah, you did. There's there's like a couple yeah. there's like a couple guys that um I just I don't know, I just really just really believe. Like Josh Rosen is one of them and then Yeah, I know I don't know if you remember Aaron Corp, the old USC quarterback. Anyways, he like I I yes. was really, really, really high on him. Um and you know, I I felt like he got kind of screwed over at SC, and Matt Barkley came in. He was this freshman sensation, and, and they kind of mm-hmm. did Corp wrong, and I, I thought he could have had a great career. Aaron Corp probably a little ahead of his time, though, um, just in, from his, oh. from a skill set, just for what he could do with his arm and his legs. Um, so those uh-huh. those are two guys I'm like, man, like, I, like I just don't, you know, I, I just don't get, just don't see how how it didn't work yeah. out. Um, you well, put out back a tweet. to the Niners, but but let oh. me just say this before we yeah, go yeah, yeah. back to the Niners when you say only keeping two. I'm okay with only keeping two if only two can play. Last year they kept a whole lot, and none of them could play. Yeah, you said that right. They, they, they. How many got? They had four quarterbacks on the team, and only one could play. When he got hurt, we saw that. So there's no reason to keep guys at any position who can't play. If you, if you cannot, if you cannot help me steer the ship when I need you to, I may not always need you to, but you damn sure better be able to steer the ship if you've been riding all this time you got when this your turn you got to show me something so i'm okay with the only two at, at every position if you if you only i, I know you got to have the extra bodies and all of this stuff and everything 
But if, if you only have four DBs that can play, I don't keep these other guys around. Just because, right? Uh, I, Just because. It, it should be yeah. noted they did keep uh, Nate Sudfeld. Uh, yeah, they he, brought him back. He was signed. Yeah, he's one of the third. I said 16 earlier. It's 13 players. 13 players signed to the practice squad. Sudfeld was one of them um, at – uh, he's the only quarterback on on the uh, practice squad for for the uh, Niners. Uh, you put out a tweet. Cam Newton got yes. released, and you put out a tweet uh, uh, about Mac Jones and his ability to play quarterback. And we'll just go ahead and 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 and, and kind of say what you meant there, because I'm pretty sure I was I'm one of the people you were talking about in that tweet. Because I got on this pod and I was like, "What? Are, what is going on? Not, no, no, Mac Jones, not at number three, and this, that, and the other." And I, the thing I got caught up, really, what it was was I. It's not that I, I didn't think that Mac Jones could play. I just didn't agree with moving all the way up for Mac Jones when I felt he would be there, and he was there and beyond because the, the Patriots didn't get him until 15 right and so yeah, yeah that was that yeah. was my that was my only thing like I saw him do some yeah. things at Alabama which like look he had some dudes right he had Waddle he had Devontae Smith was like that was one of the best college uh-huh. football seasons like I'd ever seen um from uh-huh. a guy and so like he had mm-hmm. some dudes but like you still got to put it there and it wasn't like you know his receivers were making you know, making him look, making these fantastic catches, making him look good. Like yeah, Jones, he, he was hitting Jones, him in stride. He was hitting yeah. him, you know. And so, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, you put out you put out a tweet, and so kinda, well, this is this is my whole thing about it. And even back then, and everyone, and since that, I'm getting all like, oh, you weren't saying that when he was before the draft. And I was like, mm, no, check it, check my check the um podcast, listen to him. And they were like, it. oh, well, you you when then was, well, one guy was like, well, you won't you said that you'd be happy with who you you'd ride with whoever they draft. And I was like, exactly. I said, yes, I did, which is what I'm doing. So right now, I, and that was a part of what I said. I don't really care. You know, I say that I don't care who they draft. I don't yeah. care who makes the team. Yeah. Because when you once you're in my colors, I that's who I root for. I am going to root for you. You are my guy then. So I was like, I, I, the guys that do the evaluating and all those type things. But I think you and I had a rating. And in that rating, when we were just saying, okay, where would you rate him? Because you were having that Mac Jones issue. I told him, I said, I, didn't I, at that time, I, I said it. I said it out loud. It's on wax. I said, I, I had Mac Jones rated higher than Trey Lance. I said, because of body of work. Yeah. I, it, because, of, because I was like, this guy has been the quarterback for the University of Alabama. Do you understand the pressure that comes with that? The, the expectations of performance. What you what you the the guys the tight guys that you have to be the the leader of you already talked about some of his receivers and all these type the tight talent in that huddle in the offensive line the running back position the wide receiver position and for you to step into that huddle and be the dude it says something so all of those things I that's what I was talking about before but now all that being said that's why I was like I wouldn't lose my mind if they drafted him. And I'm like, yeah. I don't. So that's, yeah, that's, because, that's, what you're, that's what you're. That's what you're trying to tell me. And I, but, and, look, and I, I'm and pretty that, sure I had him above Lance too. But I, because I was big on Justin Fields. I was big. I was like Justin Fields. Yeah. For me, for me, yeah. it seemed like if you're going to go that way, like if you're going to decide between Fields and Lance, like I was all for Fields, right? Like if if you're trying to go with that dual threat kind of guy, which it seemed like that was what they were trying to do, and and obviously they ended up picking yeah. Lance. Like I was like, well, I, I like I've seen Fields do this, right? Like at a high yeah. level right like and so um i had fields that's how i had fields uh, you and so as well i i had trevor and i had fields 
Then I had um, Mac Jones. Then I had that's where then that's where I put Trey, and then I put the BYU kid. I can't think Wilson, of his name right Wilson, now. Wilson. I, I had Wilson at the bottom of, of of the list. That's how I had them. For that, I was like, if we're just ranking bodies of work, um, you know, competition, everything else, then you know, what I'm looking at right now, because I don't know if any of them can play in the pros yet. So that's that's how I looked at it. That's what I did. Now the the tweet that I put out, Mac Jones starting for the Pats should only signify further that Jimmy G is better at quarterbacking than the hate would suggest, especially if you were one of the faithful out there screaming to not draft Jones at number three. By that, I'm saying a guy who's pretty good at football, um, coaching, drafting, evaluating players, the most decorated human in the history of the Super Bowl era, period, the most felt, the most decorated NFL person ever is Bill Belichick. Yeah, Bill Belichick looked at this kid, evaluated this kid. Say what you want to say about Cam and his, his COVID and not taking a vaccine and all of this stuff. Bill Belichick is whatever everything that he does is in the best interest of his program, his organization, his franchise moving forward. That's what he does. That's how he makes his decisions. If Bill Belichick didn't think that this kid was ready to start, capable of start, capable of moving the franchise forward, he would not have named him the starter. Mm-mm. And all I'm saying by that, Belichick a guy that I think most being the faithful, being a part of the faithful or outside of it, regardless of where your loyalties lie, you have to say that he's pretty good at evaluating players. And this guy evaluated Mac Jones as being ready to be an NFL starter. Kyle Shanahan drafted a player that all the faithful said he's way better than everybody believes he's better than Mac Jones. Everybody believes that this guy is going to be a superstar. I'm not even saying that I disagree with any of you. What I'm saying and pointing out by this tweet is that I want you to look at it. And Kyle doesn't believe that that player that we all believe to be better than Mac Jones is ready to start. Belichick said this guy's ready to be an NFL starter. He's seen a lot of them. He's evaluated a lot of them. He's played against a lot of them. He's made a whole lot of them look bad with his defenses. And he said this kid is ready to be. Kyle is saying Trey is not ready to be one. And a lot of that is based on, because everyone like that, one has nothing to do with the other. It just shows he's better than Cam. You're absolutely right. One of them is being evaluated not just against the rest of the league, but against his options. And Belichick said, I got a guy that I know can actually play the game. I'm looking at it, but what do we say about around here? Is it close? If it, When it gets close, you go with the new guy. Yeah. Hey, I know that this guy can start for me. He has started for me. He's won football games for me. And he'll probably win some games for me moving forward. But this guy is so close in what he's doing, he's ready to start. 
Shanahan is saying that this guy isn't ready to start. And yes, it's based on comparisons of what I have beside him. And he's not better than the other guy. I'm rolling with what I got. And that's what I'm trying to get guys to see. If Cam can lose his job to the guy that everyone's saying, please, we do not want him. But the guy that you wanted, that you're excited about, cannot move out the incumbent. Realize that he ain't as bad as you think he is. <laughs> That's yeah. all yeah. I'm trying to get people to see. Yeah. Realize or, that Jimmy, is, we are in a good position. Yes, the other guy is going to move forward and get better. But the people that know him best, his coach, what did his what did his college coach tell us? Co- coach Randy Hedberg, the his coach at North Dakota State, um, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach there. He said he doesn't think he should play this year. Okay, now his um head coach now that knows him better than all of us. What did he say? He said he wasn't ready. Okay, so, and that's what I'm trying to point out to you, a very high end football evaluator. The only man on planet Earth with eight Super Bowl rings. He's saying, I think that that kid that we don't think is as good as the one we drafted is ready to play. He's ready to be an NFL starter. He's ready to go because in comparison to this guy, he, I, 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 I don't need, I, you know what? I think he's close enough to where I don't have to let him grow. The distance between Trey, who we think is more talented, and Jimmy right now is so farther. The, the, the gap is so far. The divide is so wide that Kyle is comfortable riding with the other guy. Yeah, That's yeah, all I'm trying to point out. Yeah, and, Jimmy ain't as bad as everyone thinks. And Kyle, and Kyle, Kyle has said that this offseason, this preseason, and – Jimmy, I mean, we talked about it on the show last week when when Jimmy, they asked him if he had an idea of who the starter would be, and uh, and Jimmy walked up to the podium. He was all smiles, right, and and, and giggling and, and everything, <laughs> like right. So I saw some, I saw somebody tweet that they were like, you know, when he was last that he had an idea. I was like, well, I do too. I'm like, please, <laughs> you can ask me. Like, come on, I've been telling you that the whole time. My goodness gracious, been telling you the whole time. Yeah. So if if, the, if he, he wasn't co- like if, if he wasn't confident, then I don't know that he would be he would be well, up there well, you, at the podium in in that, in that fashion. No, no, right? no, 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 no. Not not if he wasn't confident. If if he wasn't convinced, he had already been told. He already knows yeah. that he's the starting quarterback. He had already been told that he's the starting quarterback. Kyle had already told all of us. Remember, I told you before, you were like, I don't trust Cal. I was like, I believe him. I believe what he says when he says it. He means it when he says it. Kyle came out and told us that he's not ready, that Jimmy's the, that Jimmy's the quarterback. He told us. And everybody keeps asking him the same question. He, he told us a long time ago, how many times do I need to tell you? And I love how he said in one press conference, he said, I just, he said, I come up here and I'm just trying not to be disrespectful to you guys. Cause he could walk up there and be like, idiots. I told you this. <laughs> I, I told like how many, like, like how many times do I have to answer the same question? But he said, I'm trying to be respectful to, uh, to the media, but you keep asking me the same question. I don't know. I don't, you know, 
that so so you reach a point you was like I don't even want to discuss this because you guys are just you know because because you can't just say you guys are being idiots. Yeah. It was like like you you refuse to not hear what I tell you and I told you I don't think this guy's ready to play. Just like you, I told you we're going to utilize him some. Just like I told you that Jimmy is Jimmy is the guy and that there is no competition. Remember him saying that? Yeah. Yeah. So, but so that's so that's the only thing. That's all I wanted to show is that that right there should make that should even raise the comfort level of what we're going into the season with because of that aspect of it. Because you didn't that's that's something that that I looked at it and I saw it and I was like, okay, wow. You know, that that kid, Belichick believes is ready to start. He's he's ready to start. And none of us saw talent wise, you know, actual physical talent that he's better than Trey. I don't think any of us are gonna look at that and think that this guy is physically more gifted than Trey. But um I I I agree. And, and I, we said it way back then that I thought this kid was more more pro ready because of the pro. He came from a damn pro program. A pro, yeah, that's a pro program. That's the way Nick Saban runs his program, like the NFL. He runs his program the same way Belichick runs his. The exact same way. He just had the only difference is he has more power. He's he's got much more power than Belichick. Yeah. But I I I, mean, I, I think it's. I think it's a fair point, right? And, and I think it's a, a a right now analogy, so to speak, right? And and it, I don't think it's to say that Trey can't get there or that. And I think you you said it like Trey Not at is all. Trey is Trey is more talented, right? But just in terms of t- like it takes more than talent, obviously, to be able to run an NFL offense, be able to run an NFL yes. system, right? And so. Um, it's not to say that Trey can't get there. It's just that he's not there. He's not there yet. And so it, for uh, that well, simple it, fact, it, I mean, you can take solace in the fact that, you know, Jimmy is there. He's been there. He's taken you to a Super Bowl. And so um, I think that should, speak, that, that should speak volumes uh, more than, you know, more than anything else. Um, and I so, love how you put it, it and, you, and you said it, and that's exactly what I mean. It's a right now analogy, and that's all I'm saying, and that's what I said from the start. I want to win a championship right now. I got I got uh, this tweet from a Seattle fan who uh, came to me and he he was like, "You know what? I'm I'm in Seattle." He was like, "I'm in the Northwest and and I can't tell you how many of the of the um fans here are happy that Jimmy is playing. Like they they understand what Trey could possibly do. They understand what a mobile quarterback could do. And they also understand how to win big with a rookie mobile quarterback because we did it. And I, all of that, I didn't even reply to him because it immediately hit my head. That's all based in what you consider success. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm an old school Niner. And I think for this season, success shouldn't be measured by double digit wins. I'm thinking success should be a Super Bowl this year. That's the type roster you have. So Russell Wilson, he sure did. He came in, what, I think it was like, what, 11-5? and five? Now, we know it wasn't all Russell Wilson, but that was 11-5. and five. Like They went to the playoffs. Did they win a championship? No. 
No, this is a championship roster, and I don't think you can win that championship this year with him starting every game. That's why I wanted Jimmy. Yeah, sprinkle him in. Do it. If he gets to the point to where he takes over, that's all. If, if he pushes to the point to where the things that he's doing makes makes you have to put him on the field, yeah. that's a win. Where you, win. You can't keep him. You can't keep. Well, you can't keep him well, off can't, the field, right? Then there you go. That's that's a win win for us. And that and that but, I think that's the point that Kyle has to get to, right? And, and I think yes. Kyle, and I think Kyle is waiting to get to that point. But until he gets to that point. You know, it may be a you know he may sprinkle in a package here or there or whatnot, but you know, I, I obviously Trey's not gonna be yeah. a full time starter. And furthermore, yeah. it, it, more than likely, it's gonna be the starter week one. He suffered a fracture in his in his finger, um, in his throwing hand, uh, in that game against the Raiders, and so he's gonna miss some time. He should well, be ready for the opener. They're saying, but uh, yeah, he won't yeah. be able to do any football activities until. You know, at least Monday, um, at the earliest, and so that's yeah. I think that's an optimistic timetable. So you know, we'll we'll see there. We're gonna see him. I'm excited about him. I, I'm excited about the roster. I think I think they put together. I, I I really feel like this is a roster that can compete for a championship, and that's what I'm after right now. And the quarterback position is just too important. And I think that if done properly, we can win one now, and have a quarterback on deck that's ready to keep things rolling and that's that's all so and that's, and that's the best like, case scenario right that's what you hope absolutely. for when you when you trade up in the draft when you draft a guy at number three like that that's what you're and you're and you're in you're in, in, in you're in the this type of a space when you're in this type of space to do so like remember like the Niners they were in they were in that, but they were in the lottery, so to speak, because they had mm-hmm. an off year, not because they were a bad team, right? Like, it, it the the roster exactly. and it, the, the roster and everything. Like, it, it's not like it, it's not like Wilson, who got drafted to a bad organization, to the Jets, where there needs to be a, a complete reshuffling there, and, and he's called on to be, you know, to kind of save that franchise and to get them, you know, out of the gutter. Like, th- this isn't exactly. that. Like, Trey is a luxury, right? And so. The Niners have the good fortune to be able to give him that time that he needs to prepare, and then once he makes it difficult for Kyle, then obviously that's when you put him in, you and you keep this thing right along, you keep you keep this thing going, you keep this thing rolling. Um, but you're in the position now where you can compete, and then hopefully, like you said, Ed, then the next guy comes in, and he can just take right over as opposed to a complete teardown. And I think that's that's something that the good organizations do. And so you, I think you saw that. Uh, in a power play from the Niners, you know, during this off season, and so, um, you know, we it's Jimmy's not a bad thing, and and I think that's just he's not what, not at not at all. And people I think, have to I think have to so. realize. Yeah, I, I think during as the season as the early season progresses, you're going to see that it's um, that it really is a good thing uh, because you start off your season on the road. Yeah. People winning football games are hard. Winning football games are hard. Winning football road football games for rookies are extremely hard. Yeah. Um, and remember, fans and, are back, too. Like, this isn't last year. And, and no uh, no disrespect uh-huh. to Justin Herbert, who, you know, who f- phenomenal last season for, for the L.A. Chargers. But, like, even him this year, like some of these second-year guys, like they're it's almost like they're going to be experiencing some, some of their rookie season all over again. Well, it's going to be really – yeah, when you get out there for the first time and, and they actually can't hear 
you're audible. Yeah. When you when you're trying to make because when all you of those when you can't hear the really coach easy. in your in your yes. in your helmet when he's trying to call yes. in a play. Yes, because I'm telling you, you get a, you know there are things like you go up to Seattle, guys can scream and yell and do all sorts of things, and you won't be able to hear anything. You won't you. I, I've been in the press box sitting next to Ted Robinson, and the only way we could hear one another was to talk through the mic. Through the headsets, yeah. You had to talk through the headsets. You, that was the only way. Is that loud? Is that loud? So when you're out there trying to change your plays and all these things and just think and play the game and do all all of those things happen, the frustration that comes along with your offensive lineman not being able to hear the call, and you have to realize that you have to become more vocal and say things stronger and more prominent. All these things change as, as you hit the road. Um, yes, nonverbal communication, but, and, and yes, he's played and I know he's played football games before. Um, but he played at, I know he's played in some loud stadiums as far as he's concerned and at at North Dakota state, he's never played in anything loud like Seattle. (laughs) He's never played in places like it's going to, how it's going to be loud in Detroit and stuff like that in that dome. He's never in his life played in front of that many people. And with that type of noise, with the type of, um, with the type of pressure that's on you to perform like, like it is now that this is your job. It's a lot different. Things are a lot different than that. So having an experienced quarterback there, I feel great because of what's at stake and the type roster that they have put together. And I'm excited that we're about to go do the real thing and fight the re- and play the real games. Uh, but this is going to be fun, man. This is going to be fun. And I am, I am rooting. I am rooting for Trey to push Jimmy. I'm rooting for him to play so well that Jimmy has to raise his game or Trey takes over because that's a win-win for all of us that root for the Colts. Absolutely. Um, next time you hear from us, it'll be a game week. Um, we'll actually have a, a game to talk about, to preview, to look at, uh, a week one to get ready for. Um, so that definitely is exciting. Uh, we wanted to remind you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. Uh, feel free to get involved with the show uh, on social media. Hit us up. I'm at our Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at Eric Davis with four underscores, my man says. Eric Davis, four underscores. <laughs> Not the number four, but just four underscores. All right, you got that? Just, just yeah, just, um, just, just underscore. Just keep skipping. Just every time you skip, it'll, it'll as as we're as we're taping this. I think your your guys are playing tonight, right? You, you guys are you guys are on national TV tonight. I, I think. Um, oh, four thirty, baby. Four thirty. Yeah. Okay. Gamecock. All right. Cock. All right. JSU, James oh. Cock. Gamecock. Ass kicking chicken. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what a game clock is. If anybody I, wants to know, it's an ass kicking chicken. And, and, Hear the beak, baby. Hear <laughs> the beak. I'm excited because you're excited. Absolutely. Yeah, so we, yeah. we'll, be, we'll, we'll be too. I've been talking to them all day long. I still talk to my boys. You check out number one, that safety on there. He's, he's going to be playing on Sundays. That kid, that's, that's my guy, Nick Harper. Nicaro Harper. He, that's that's it. He may, he may end up being the best player in college this year. Not the best defensive player. He may end up being the best player oh, in college. Oh, okay. All right. Well, no doubt. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be tuned in for that for sure. Uh, so, for my partner, the JSU alum, the great, the ass-kicking chicken himself, 
Eric, there Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast of the Believe Podcast Network. We will see you next week. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.